Recording this Wednesday afternoon, January 17th, noonish, lunchtime. Hope we can get this posted later today. At the worst, I will ask my associates to try to get this up on Thursday. Uh, obviously, there's the potential for coaching hirings, firings, moments before I took this mic, Cleveland dumps their OC. I didn't realize how quickly OCs come and go. That the OC in Cincinnati is the longest tenured, and that's only back to 2019. So you're either good enough to leave and get a head coaching job somewhere else, or you're not good enough and you get terminated. And then you likely get a an OC or a quarterback coaching job somewhere else. But that moves along quickly. Let me move quickly to those that pay for the Todd Wright Toddcast so you don't have to, such as Brandon Legal Group. Men, if you are paying permanent alimony and you are a resident of the state of Florida, what the hell are you waiting for? I'm a paid non-attorney spokesperson here to remind you that as of July 1st, 2023, permanent alimony is no longer law in the state of Florida. If you are paying permanent alimony, you can get in front of a judge and potentially have your financial obligation reduced or eliminated completely. Brandon Legal Group can help. 813-902-3576. 813-902-3576 or visit Brandon Legal Group for a free consultation. Been to Pink Chasers? Uh, it's a bit chilly. You know, it's chilly when I put on what my grandfather always called long pants. I have on long pants before heading out to hit golf balls after doing this podcast. Uh, so when it's chilly or when it's rainy, which has been a majority of this winter in the greater Tampa Bay area, Pin Chasers is a wonderful destination uh, for Co-workers wanting to get together after work, um, families to do something to get the kids out of the house, uh, a date afternoon, a date night. I saw it all just last month when me, my wonderful friend who is a former cheerleader for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and her very enthusiastic, really cool six-year-old son. We all went bowling at Pin Chasers. They couldn't have been busier and they couldn't have been able to handle a capacity crowd better. That's a huge compliment to the staffing and Anthony Peroni and his people at Pin Chasers that they not only want you to come, but they're ready for you. And they want you to have a good time and they're going to do everything they can to make sure you're happy and you come back. Shoes are always free. Um, things are in working order. You know, they're not running out of bowling balls, not running out of shoes. Um, it's a good time. Three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area. Visit pinkchasers.net for lane and party reservations. My email is right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd at yahoo.com. Let me see. I have a few copy points here. Uh, and again, taping this Wednesday the 17th at lunchtime 
if by the time you hear this, uh, it's all relative. So if some news has altered some of these things, uh, don't blame me um, for lack of information. Some of it is time sensitive, unlike whoever the female reporter was who asked Todd Bowles how he would prepare the Bucks for cold weather in Detroit. Let's do an appendix on last week's Todd Wright Toddcast where I spiked the football on my Mike Vrabel projection that he was in his last year with the Titans. And I spiked the football because of the love fest towards Mike Vrabel and questioning why the Titans would get rid of a great coach. This just did. Great coach or not, you have to win. Now, you can go back to last week. I'm not going to recap all of it. But what I did in last week's Todd Wright Toddcast was say, this is why Mike Vrabel was on my list to not survive this, se- this, this season. This is why he was on betting lists. He wasn't a long shot at all to be first fired, which meant he could be fired. Let me add one more thing. Because the love fest for Mike Vrabel and the criticism of the Titans organization continues for letting Mike Vrabel go. As of today, at 12 noon, January 17th, 12 noon Eastern time. You ready? Here is the list of coaches currently employed by an NFL team for the last four years minimum, who in those four years have not won a playoff game and had multiple losing seasons. Ready? Here is the list in the entire NFL of coaches with their current team as head coach over the last four years, zero playoff wins, and multiple losing seasons. There's none. So what makes Mike Vrabel special? Why is he so great when he can't win? There are none like that. If you're screaming Mike Tomlin, you're forgetting the multiple losing seasons caveat. Yeah, I know Mike Tomlin doesn't win postseason games. I've been out in front of that for years. But Mike Tomlin wins regular season games. In 17 years, he hasn't had one losing season. And he's going to play out his contract, apparently. Or extend it very discreetly. For those that ripped him after the loss to Buffalo. Really, you're down to your third quarterback. You expect to beat Josh Allen. Hey, in a weekend of blowouts, at least Pittsburgh tried to make it a game late. Unlike some other teams. We'll talk about the six that went out. But there's there's one more on why the Vrabel termination is justified. He, in the last four years, no playoff wins, multiple losing seasons. There are no coaches currently employed in the NFL who have no playoff wins and multiple losing seasons the last four years. Sorry, Mike Vrabel, you're not special. You may be a great guy. I fully believe he is. You got to win.
Okay, um, 9 out of 10. We did a Todd Wright Toddcast on this before the season began. I got the idea from a social media site called NFL Fun Facts. Um, some of the fun facts they put out are really good. Not all of them, but some are really good. And one they put out before the season began was this. Nine of the last ten Super Bowls. Go ahead, fellow Ferris Bueller fans. By the way, there's a subtle Ferris Bueller reference in the third season of Murders in the Building in one of the Matthew Broderick episodes. He's just a guest star. And it's really well done. Um, Nine times out of the last ten Super Bowls, at least one of the two Super Bowl participants did not win a playoff game the year before. We did a whole podcast on this when I saw that attributing NFL fun facts. And I said, all right, let's play along who we got before the season ever began. I said, most likely to make that 10 or if that became 10 of 11 Super Bowls this year, I said, give me the Packers and the Dolphins. Well, both made the playoffs. Dolphins out. Packers win playoff game. But here's where we are on that. Just to show you, and please remember this when we get to the summer and training camp, and you're starting to like think, okay, who who could be in the Super Bowl this year? You have to start thinking a lot of things change. And if they don't just change in the offseason, they change during the season for various reasons. When you have nine of the last ten Super Bowls, including at least one of the two participants that didn't win a playoff game the, the year before, that's very telling. We're going to be 10 of 11 unless the Super Bowl is Baltimore-San Francisco. That's it. That's what we're down to. Now, it very well could be one versus one seeds AFC-NFC, both seeds off their respective buys. I don't know if Jeffrey Benson or Jay Cornegay are offering this as a prop. That would be a good yes or no. Will Super Bowl be Baltimore? Actually, they've already done this. I think they've said you can have – they've done it in a different way. Um, I believe Jeffrey Benson posted a prop at Circa, which was uh, who wins the Super Bowl? Ravens, Niners against the field, yes or no? Something like that. So he's kind of already done it. Um, But unless this year's Super Bowl is Ravens, Actually, you know what? That's not right. Hold on. I'm backing up. Back it up. Ravens lost first-round playoff game last year at Cincinnati. So, I'm sorry. It's Buff. No, because Buffalo lost. It's Kansas City. The only Super Bowl we can have, I'm glad I caught this, where it wouldn't be 10 of 11 Super Bowls, 10 of the last 11 Super Bowls, where one or both participants didn't win a playoff game the previous year is Chiefs-Niners. Because Chiefs won multiple playoff games last year. Niners won multiple playoff games last year. Everyone else 
everyone else still alive to make the Super Bowl didn't win a playoff game last year. Let's walk through it. Baltimore lost in first round to Cincinnati. Buffalo lost their first game, uh, I believe that was in the divisional round, to Cincinnati. Houston, <laughs> they were coached by loser Lovey Smith. Of course they didn't. They didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, where are you idiots who said loser Lovey Smith deserved another year in Houston? Look at what happened to Houston. Where are you idiots who thought he deserved to stay and that would be a good move for the organization? Have you not been paying attention to what I've said for years about loser Lovey Smith? What a great decision, as I said at the time, by the Houston Texans to dump that loser for anybody else, let alone a great guy and clearly a terrific coach in D'Amico Ryans, who now has more playoff wins the last four years than Mike Vrabel. So I'll just throw that in. And in the NFC, other than the Niners, Detroit didn't win a playoff game last year, didn't make playoffs. Bucks lost in the first round to Dallas. Oh, those were the days. Uh, and Green Bay didn't make the playoffs last year because they lost the last Sunday night game to Detroit. Unless it's Chiefs Niners in Super Bowl 58, we will have 10 of the last 11 Super Bowls, including one or both teams that didn't even win a playoff game the year before. It just shows how things change in the NFL from year to year. All right, quick thoughts on the six that went out in the first round. The six that are gone. The Browns had a terrific had a terrific run. I was on Houston's side. I've always believed home underdogs are going to win in the playoffs. It just I've always felt that way, and it's always it's always treated me very well. And it worked out in both cases the first weekend. And for those of you saying, yeah, Vegas doesn't know what they're doing because they, uh, you know, they made Houston and Tampa Bay underdogs. This just did. Vegas always knows what they're doing. Sometimes the way they set the number is for a reason. They set the number for financial reasons. It may not be what they think. They're playing against the public. And in general, the public loves favorites. And if you haven't looked recently, Vegas has been built on underdog money. Because that's how Vegas generally wins. The two home underdogs this past weekend both won outright. The first game... Saturday afternoon in Houston, the last game, Monday night in Tampa Bay. The Browns, with over 30% of their salary cap money on injured reserve, lose Chubb, lose Watson, bring Flacco out of retirement, uh, Miles Garrett having a phenomenal year, Kevin Stefanski, I'm glad he's been praised uh, rather than fired. 
Um, it wasn't your day. And you ran into a hot team with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback playing great. Off a game where they win and they're in, and then the Jags lose, and then they get the home game. Yeah. The Browns still have a lot to look forward to. And I wonder if Joe Flacco plays next year. I wonder if someone signs him and either to a Baker Mayfield type deal and says, come on in and compete for the starting job. And then Flacco may say, okay, and if I'm not the starter, then you have to let me go. Because I'd rather be with my my family than just sitting on a bench. I think Flacco may, if he wants it, has earned that opportunity considering how many teams need quarterbacks. So the Browns have nothing to be embarrassed about, in my opinion, with their season. It wasn't their day. I know they disappointed their fans. Let's go to the Saturday night game. Dolphins, a different story. There were uh, expectations. I know the Browns had expectations too, but just something feels different from talking about the Browns going out to the Dolphins going out. Bad weather, yeah. Predictable, yeah. I told a friend of mine who listens to this podcast, I said, the uh, sorry about my phone. The, the, the Dolphins scored on their one play. Throw a deep ball to Tyreek Hill and see if it works. That was it. That's all they had. They had one play. They went from a team scoring 70 in a game to three to four months later, they could only score seven in a game. And if you've been watching the Chiefs, you know the Chiefs, it didn't exactly come into the playoffs a hot team. So blame whatever you want, but the last two years, the way the Dolphins went out says something's wrong there. That maybe by the end of the year, these guys just don't have it. Or that offense gets figured out because that offense is a lot of movement pre-snap and a lot of a lot of running, you know, and misdirection and a lot of Tua throwing short on the left and short on the right. And then, you know, occasionally, more than occasionally, but we'll do the deep ball to Tyreek Hill and Waddle didn't have a good year. And I don't know, kind of went from one of the top offenses in the NFL to you can score on one play and that's it. It's not good. Not sure what the future is for Dolphins coach. Or quarterback. Sunday afternoon, we sit here and we wait as of Sunday afternoon for some shoes to fall in Dallas for some accountability. Um, some of you even reached out to me. I appreciate more of you who didn't reach out to me. I'm not surprised. I'm really not. If you're any sort of a Cowboy fan, you know going back to the Ice Bowl and a lot of times since how Green Bay ruins things in the postseason for Dallas. They just do. Didn't love the matchup. Uh, I loved the over in the game. 
for the potential that the Packers could just put up a huge, uh, would put up points, win or lose. In seven playoff games, Prescott is two and five. In six of those games, his offense has produced one first half touchdown. I don't think you can pay enormous money to a quarterback who puts up first half playoff numbers like that. And the only exception was what he did against the Buccaneers last year on Monday night. And the first two times he touched the ball, he went three and out. If Tom Brady and the Bucs had anything, anything early last year to put Dallas at a little bit of a disadvantage the way the Niners have done, the Packers just did. And even Seattle in a game I was at five-plus years ago that Dallas eventually came back and won. Again, I'll say it. Dak Prescott's not only 2-5 and five in the postseason as a starting quarterback. In six of those seven games, his offense has produced one first-half touchdown. One in six of seven games. He's just... That's not a big-game quarterback. That's where I think... Acknowledging there's going to be a coaching change. I think they need to find somebody else who can, who can do that. D- Dax had seven chances. He's failed in five. And his first half offense per- offensive scoring production in six is unacceptable. The night game... Was really fun first half, and then what happened in the second half? Are we are we just acknowledging that the defensive coordinators of the Lions and the Rams made all these adjustments, and suddenly no team could score a touchdown? I think Detroit played not to lose in the second half, and they got away with it. I also think... There are players on the Detroit side of the ball, no matter what they say on social media, that go headhunting. Saw it in the Dallas game. Saw it in the Rams game. Bucks, beware. Ask Tyler Higbee. Ask Dak Prescott. Yeah. I don't like seeing that. I like the Detroit story. I don't like seeing headhunting by a defense, which I've seen in multiple games recently from the Lions. And I think they played not to lose and got away with it. You may get away with it against Tampa Bay. You can't get away with it and win a Super Bowl. Those were the Sunday games. Then Monday, um, Pittsburgh wasn't going to win with Mason Rudolph. Mike Tomlin in the postseason since winning Super Bowl 43, losing Super Bowl 45. I've what I've documented that you need to win a regular season game. Mike Tomlin is your guy. You need to win a postseason game. Andy Reid's your guy. Put it like that. Um, the oh, among others, but I'm just picking one there, and and he won over the weekend. But Pittsburgh goes out. 
doing what they always do in the regular season and unfortunately doing what they do in the playoffs. But I mean, without TJ Watt and without stars on the offensive side of the ball, without a franchise quarterback, you're not going to beat the Bills, who looks so much better since they made the deal for Douglas on defense and changed offensive coordinators. Could firing Ken Dorsey, we, we talked about the how offensive coordinators change so quickly. The longest tenured is Brian Callahan in Cincinnati, 2019. Could a firing of an OC during the season lead to a team winning at all? Could. But Pittsburgh wasn't winning that game. They fought to get back in it. That's impressive to me without TJ Watt. Uh, and in Bucks Eagles, count me as those that not only were the Bucks a home underdog and home underdogs win in the playoffs, the Eagles just have looked like a team that mentally and physically wasn't there. And some of my friends who are Eagles fans, even when they were just winning, 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 except that damn Jets game where I was on them in Survivor, and just saying something ain't right, something ain't right, something ain't right. You know, sometimes the previous, we acknowledge, I acknowledge, you lose your OC, he goes to be a head coach. You lose your DC, he goes to be a head coach. You got to replace those guys. Clearly, who they replace them with weren't as good. Then you do have Super Bowl hangover. I mean, it's been a long time since a quarterback making a Super Bowl appearance for the first time and losing got back to the Super Bowl. It's been a long time since that's since that happened and won it. I have to go back. We did a podcast on that too. That was from NFL Fun Facts. That team looked mentally and physically checked, checked out, beat up, or just, you know, you have your moments, you're out there, you're like, hey, this is fun again, and then it's not. The Eagles just the last month plus, and there are Eagle fans, even when they were winning, saying, nope, they don't have it this year. That's not the same team. And it's not just change in OC, change in DC. And that's why some Eagle fans want bigger changes for next year. The Bucks, at least, were a group that, that cared. And even though they hadn't played particularly well leading up to that game, they had a quarterback playing for a contract and a lot of other things going for them, in addition to being a, a home underdog, which I acknowledge tend to do well in the playoffs. One final thing before we get to this weekend's games. The Chiefs have hosted the last five AFC title games. No team has hosted on merit five straight conference championship games. To me, it's one of the best, least talked about streaks in professional sports. Chiefs are what, three and two in those AFC title games. They had a loss to Tom Brady in the Pats and a loss to Joe Burrow and the Bengals.
could they do it again? Could they go into Buffalo and win? And could the Ravens do another Lamar Jackson face plant? Lamar has been saying, yeah, I hear what you say about my, but yeah, no, that's different now. Yeah, prove it. Ask yourself this question before the game kicks off this weekend between Texans Ravens. Who's the best quarterback on the field? Ask yourself that question. You can start a team with either of those two quarterbacks next year. Who are you taking? Who has the better quarterback in Titans and Texans Ravens? Ask yourself. One's offensive rookie of the year. One's probably MVP. Uh-huh. I'm on Stroud. He has no history of losing playoff games. He's the better pure passer. He's in a pass-first offense. He's hot. He's not 1-3 in the postseason. He hasn't blown double-digit leads in the fourth quarter of multiple games over the last couple of years. He has no expectations. He just put up 45 and could have put up more on the top defense in the NFL. Yeah. If the Texans do it again and Andy Reid and Mahomes pull this thing off in Buffalo, the Chiefs' streak continues. And they would host six straight conference title games. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it sure as hell could. Right.todd at yahoo.com. Right.todd at yahoo.com. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group and Pin Chasers. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for subscribing.